Hello, hello everyone. Hello, hello, hello there. Uh, this is Rico, and you're listening to another episode, segment, uh, podcast, um, uh, <laughs> whatever, of Treks and Sci-Fi for 2019. Happy New Year! Uh, this is, what are we at? 7.13, I think, is the episode? Yeah, 7.13. I, I only looked five minutes ago. <laughs> Uh, I was pretty sure it was 7.13. 7.13, January 6, 2019. Uh, I, I'm, I'm impressed that I got that out without saying 2018. Oh, there I did it anyway. <laughs> obviously, it's it's 2019. Come on, obviously. Uh, th- there was um, there's a great show on um, Netflix called Atypical about a high school boy that's uh, on the spectrum, uh, is autistic, and... Uh, it's a really fantastic show. Second season is is uh, is out, so there's two seasons. I think there's about 10, 10 on something like 10, 11 episodes in each season. But one of his friends uh, on the show, at least, that this this boy is he's not he he's not good at lying. So he, one of his friends that he works at this like Best Buy like store was trying to teach him how to lie. And one of the things he always tells him is to say like, well, just say obviously, you know, just just add that to what you say. I don't know why that popped into my head. It's a great series, though. Watch that. A lot of, a lot of just so much good stuff on, uh, on television uh, these days. Uh, I'll talk about it at the beginning of, of the podcast, the official beginning. This is just a little intro. But what we're going to try to do, what we're going to attempt to do today is blast through, warp through, yeah, warp through nine episodes, nine remaining episodes of Star Trek Discovery Season 1. I'm going to just kind of briefly run them down uh, because we've got only two weeks, less than two weeks before uh, season two starts on January 17th, the Thursday, and, and more on that later, too. I have some comments about that. So uh, I hope everyone had a great holiday uh, for those that celebrate it and uh, you're all relaxed and rested and everyone's like, oh, back to work. You know, I, I did a little bit of work last week. I was back to work at the end of last week, so I've kind of easing my way back into it. Uh, but, uh, hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, Rico. Oh, now I'm talking to myself in the third person. That's a bad sign. Uh, and again, and, and again, just welcome to the show, everyone. Let's do this thing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, uh, I am back. Uh, yeah, hey, the last show I did, uh, first off, I want to say uh, big thanks to uh, Vartok for that great uh, Howard Shore music show last week. Really fantastic. He goes just like, I, I feel like an amateur when I when I do a show after Vartok because <laughs> the guy puts so much time and money and effort into uh, literal money because he, he told me he bought a lot of new music to do that show. So I, again, Vartok, hats off. My, my, I tip my fedora to you, and uh, thanks so much for doing that. Uh, really, really great stuff, and uh, I love music. I, I, I mean, I, I was just telling somebody the other day that um, if I could, I would have like music almost going twenty four seven. I would love, um, 
you know, those uh, stories, I and, and I apologize, I think, a little bit right now. I'm a little bit tired, um, and I'm, I feel like I'm going to be bouncing around a lot, like my ping-pong brain works sometimes. So bear with me for this opening part. I'll, I'll focus in when we get to the Discovery episodes, but, um, oh, gosh, see, now I don't even know what I was going to say. Um, but, uh, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, okay. It already came back to me. Um, if I had wishes, you know, like the idea of getting a genie and wishes, here's a goofy wish that I'd wish for. I would love a soundtrack to follow my day. You know, like uh, in the morning, it would be kind of like easy, you know, soft, you know, some soft music to just get me going. Um, just something nice, maybe uh, no lyrics, maybe just instrumental stuff. Driving into work, you know, we'd pick up the pace a little bit. Um, later in the afternoon, I w it would be a little bit more rocking because I'd need to be like, you know, keep going and uh, and then kind of like ease down on the drive home. And then in the evening, it would just be some nice music of a different, probably some older music. I I, I prefer older music, but um, but anyway, that would be fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? So, so I don't know how I got to that exactly. I guess it was just talking about Vartox Music Podcast, and I just love music. Uh, I, um, I, I, I always my other dream would be to be uh, be able to be a good dancer, even though Rico dancing is is popular in some of the you know quadrants in the out, out in the galaxy there, but uh, it's not uh, it's not for the faint of heart. So, ah, <laughs> oh, I'm really bouncing. So, um, what everybody do over the holidays? Uh, I had a really good time. We spent some time with. Uh, family friends you know the um the little one bryson my my son's my son's son my grandson uh i am known as pappy because i didn't want grandpa or gramps that just sounds ugh, yeah it's okay i guess for some uh, but i don't feel like a grandpa by any means i'm a complete goof my son my older son um the one with the baby uh and his wife uh they were over of course on christmas and uh, it was kind of funny because um I don't know how it came up also conversations just kind of meander around which is which is the kind of conversation i like but uh he he joked and said you know my dad's never going to change he's not going to get like those people when they get older and uh fuddy duddies you know and don't and stop doing things my dad's going to be podcasting when he's like 100 years old he's going to be like welcome to trex and five uh, what uh, what is this uh trex and sci-fi episode 5830 <laughs> and he's probably right he's he's probably accurate that i will uh that i will probably keep going i, I have a very hard time letting things go like like when i start something it just sticks with me. I've read comics for a long time. I started reading comics. I've never been able to break away from that. I don't really want to. I enjoy it, um, although it does, you know, take up time and money, uh, and that's fine. It's it's great entertainment, and, and comics these days are um, there's so much much more in the public eye than they've ever been with all the movies and everything too. So I feel a little special delight, you know, when people are just going, oh, wow, Avengers, that's pretty cool. I'm like, dude, I was reading Avengers decades ago. It is cool, yes. Uh, so, um, but yeah, podcasting, I, uh, there have been periods, Every everyone goes through, if you're a podcaster for a long time, everybody goes through ebbs and flows of when it's like, um, like a few years ago, I was kind of like, I, I've said this before, I believe, but I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just, this is hard to do, especially a solo show. And it does take up a lot of time. There's the podcast time. I mean, this is probably a good part of my Sunday doing the show each week. 
Uh, and when you only have generally two days off for the weekend, that's 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 a pretty good commitment over the years. And uh, I, I mean, I'm not really patting myself on the back. I'm just saying that one of the tricks or one of the problems that I face sometimes is is there are too many things that I like and too many things that I want to do. And, and therefore, each thing gets like a little piece of time. I was telling Lynn, I was telling my wife this morning, you know, I, I read a ton and, and uh, <laughs> I have like eight things each night I read, but I don't read a lot of each, right? So I'll read like a comic collection, a little bit, a story in that. Like I have, I'm going through um, the Invincible collection by Robert Kirkman, which I never read those comics when they initially came out. And I've been getting the, the trade paperbacks. I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, yeah, I know I have. And they're great. I'm on, I think, trade paperback number 10. So I'll read maybe one of the stories uh, out of that, which is basically one comic. And then I'll bring up a couple other comics and read those. I started um, uh, another Indiana Jones book. I'm be I've been working my way through these novels that Rob, I think they're mostly all by Rob McGregor is his name. You can find them on Amazon. Uh, they're nice little stories and, and books. They're not super long, uh, but they're fun. And I think I'm on the third one now. Uh, but um, and then I still have an audiobook I'm listening to each day in the car, Skyward, by Brandon Sanderson, uh, which Jen mentioned. Uh, Jen from the Anomaly podcast. I had heard about it and seen the cover, and it had intrigued me. And then Jen mentioned she was going to read it, so I've been working my way through that. I'm probably two thirds through it. It's a great book, by the way. Highly, highly recommend it already. Even you know this at this point in the book. Um, it's basically about a, a young uh, woman, girl, you could call it, I guess, around high school age, and, and she's, this is in a far-flung future, and she is, um, she is training to be a pilot uh, for this war that's being fought with these alien race called the Krell, and uh, I don't want to say too much more, uh, but it's really, really good, uh, very, you know, it's got some Star Wars feel to it, uh, other things, a lot of other stuff, uh, I just like, Brandon Sanderson, I've I really like his writing. I've read a lot of his stuff, and and this is no exception. His characters are very well uh, drawn uh, and defined, and uh, it's great. So, uh, going back to what I was trying to get at is, you know, like, and then I have a few magazines I read. I read computer tech magazines and gaming magazines and, and stuff like that. So, uh, and, and then there's just like just a lot of stuff out there, and I have a whole bookshelf of books I want to still get through novels and things and. Uh, it's just uh, so and then podcasting and all the television movies that I like to do and, and oh, I have a job, too. Yeah. So uh, that's another wish for the genie, you know, more time. I'd wish to not have to sleep, you know, just think how much more you could get done each day if you, uh, if you know, that that whatever. I probably only get about usually six hours of sleep ish each night approximately just because there's, again, a lot I want to do. And that doesn't seem to bother me too much. I could probably definitely use more. Some days, typically what I do when I go through the week, here, here's some great, you know, podcasting info for you guys. I, I usually, it kind of catches up with me. So like Wednesday or Thursday of the work week, I'll, I'll like go to bed at like nine o'clock or something like that. And it kind of recharges me. But, um, all right. So let's go back to you. So over the holidays, uh, yeah, I, it was great. I had a lot of fun with the, the grandchild. Uh, he's just getting super cute, super adorable. He's smiling a lot, laughing a lot. Took a lot of photos, put them up on Facebook, uh, and um, my younger son Eric, uh, who lives about an hour away from us, where he works and lives, 
with his girlfriend. The He was in here. He was in town and stayed with us for a few days, so we caught up. He hadn't seen a lot of movies. My, my younger son, Eric, he's a computer program guy. Uh, he spends a lot of time both at work and a, uh, in his off time. He plays a lot of games, so he doesn't really watch a lot of TV and movies. Although he likes the this stuff, so we watched um, several that I had seen last year that he had missed that I have on uh, 4K uh, Blu-ray. We watched um, we watched the solo movie again, which I hadn't seen since basically since it had come out. I bought the disc, I hadn't rewatched it. I'd seen it twice. I saw it twice in the movie theater, uh, but I don't think I had watched it again. Yeah, since it had since you know back in May. So that's just a fun movie, really great, and he enjoyed it. Uh, we watched uh, Avengers. We watched Infinity War. He did not. Um, he hadn't seen that. That that was good. And then we watched. Um, oh, we also watched Ready Player One, which I love that movie. I love that story. Uh, the movie is just. It's different than the book, but the visuals and uh, it's got a lot of heart. I just I just really like that whole concept. And uh, so yeah, it was a good time. Uh, way usual holiday things, you know, a lot of eating, a lot of relaxing. Uh, I kind of been trying to clean up down here in the Rico Cave, trying to organize some things. It, it um, one of the things about being kind of a collector is there's always this constant battle of uh, where am I going to put that and and uh, how am I going to fit that down here and things. You know, fortunately, I haven't gotten anything huge lately. Although I did finally. Uh, I, I ordered myself a new desk chair. This desk chair that I've had forever is 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 seen better days. It's getting kind of messed up, broken. It doesn't basically like the up and down on it anymore. It doesn't work anymore. So it just always will lay flat on the ground. You know, kind of. There's no way to raise up the seat. Anyway, I ordered that. That's coming. I've been wanting to get a new desk chair. I was thinking about getting one of those very expensive gaming chairs, but I've sat in a few of those. And I don't know, maybe I haven't sat in, in the one that, that the, the better ones or I don't know, whatever, the DX, DX Racer and a few others, but they're not super comfortable, truthfully. I don't find them. They're, they tend to be fairly hard feeling when you're sitting on them. And, I, you know, I'm at the computer, especially when I'm doing the podcast quite a bit uh, for, for many hours and stuff. And I, I needed a hopefully this chair that I decided upon will be pretty good. It wasn't super expensive. So I feel like, yeah, if we, even if it isn't the greatest thing in the world, it wasn't super expensive. So last thing I would do is spend a few hundred dollars on a chair and then it'd be like, ah, this is, I don't like it. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Uh, so I'm kind of rambling. Like I was saying earlier, my mind is kind of doing that today. Uh, what else? Uh, I, I saw Aquaman. I think I mentioned that already on the, on the vid cast that I did for Christmas. Hope you guys watched that. Hope that was fun. Um, where I kind of uh, ran down some of the stuff of twenty uh, of 2018 that I liked. Um, yeah, Aquaman was good. It, w- it wasn't great to me. It was okay. I, I mean, I, I it's doing super well at the box office, which is maybe not too surprising to me. I mean, I think Jason Momoa is popular. I don't think there was a huge amount of competition at, at Christmas time. I mean, there was that Bumblebee movie, which I wanted to go see, but I never got around to it. And... Um, I'm trying to think of other geek type movies that were out. I guess Mary Poppins sort of may fall into that category, but it wasn't. I mean, with no Star Wars movie this Christmas time, I, you know, I think Aquaman would have got destroyed if they had put a Star Wars movie out uh, this Christmas. Like if we had Episode Nine this Christmas, like was originally. Um, I think that was at one point going to happen, or was it? No, I guess not, because we only had we had. Um, we had the the last one, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? The Last Jedi, that was just last Christmas, right? In uh, 2017, so yeah. Um, 
Oh, they got they they pushed it from the springtime. I think at one time episode nine was supposed to come out like this coming spring, like May, uh, but they pushed it to Christmas because uh, I think Christmas seems to be the time they're they're settling upon for Star Wars films. I think uh, I think that's um, seems to be working for them. Uh, but I did catch up on Netflix. Uh, that's what I wanted to mention. And then we're going to get into these because uh, I'm already 15 minutes in, I see, on the podcast. Um, Bandersnatch, that, that that Black Mirror thing, totally cool. If you haven't seen that, uh, the brief description of it is basically it's a, like a choose-your-own-adventure movie. You get, um, during the movie, pretty regularly during the movie, you get choices that the main character, you kind of get to direct the main character's choices. And it becomes part of the movie. I don't want to say very much. It's been all over the internet. If you haven't heard about it, go check it out. If you've got Netflix, uh, Netflix, it's up. It's sort of a movie version of Black Mirror. Uh, there's technology sort of related to it. It's 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 pretty much uh, follows the story of a guy who's trying to program a choose your own adventure type of game back in the early days of computer gaming. Uh, so um, really, really cool concept. I think I've seen one or two others way long time ago of, of this kind of an idea, this kind of a concept of choose your own adventure, but nothing done to this level or to this um, level of, um, let's say, uh, seamlessness, the way that Netflix uh, was able to put it together or the guys that made the movie. I mean, you make a choice and you don't like sit there and wait or anything. I remember way back, um, I think I still have it somewhere. Uh, on VHS tape. How about that? I think they may have done a DVD thing too, but there were a few of those games that came out like that. And you would make a choice and then they told you to go to like the, you know, this point on the tape or this point on the DVD uh, for depending on the choice that you made. So really, really cool. Uh, I finished season two of Iron Fist, uh, which I, man, you know, I know people haven't really liked the Netflix Iron Fist show season one. Or maybe season two, either if they watch that. But I, I like that show. I like the characters, like the actors, and and season two, it's it's really unfortunate with this um, difficulties and and canceling that Netflix is doing of these shows. But uh, I, I I did enjoy season two, although it was a little bit goofy uh, at times. Uh, but it's still somehow it's like goofy fun for me to watch. But it ends in a way, and I don't think they realized or knew what was going to happen, but. I wouldn't say it's exactly a cliffhanger, but it sure leaves you wanting to, to know more and to learn more about, about what happens with these characters. So I'll just say that. So, um, what else? Working my way through Riverdale still, uh, which is like a sort of uh, one of my uh, favorite non-sci-fi shows or whatever, although it's, 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 it's goofy fun. It's almost, uh, it's almost a geek show. Pretty close at times, uh, just the way it works. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, we're almost 20 minutes in. I really got to get into these nine episodes. So let us do that. Um, the first one up, let me play, uh, uh, I'm going to probably just play trailers for all of these. Uh, and I'll give you a real brief synopsis, synopsis of each. The next one up, I, I did the first ones a few podcasts back about a month or two. Uh, the next one up, uh, is the one called magic to make the sanest man go mad this is the harry mudd episode the one where he gets more or less control of um i was gonna say the enterprise what is the matter with me <laughs> it gets control of discovery there's there's time uh, loops and things in this one very very cool episode one of my favorites and in this first season of discovery so here's the trailer to that and i'll be back in a moment and we'll talk more about that episode and the rest of them 
Listen, the ship is in danger. We have been caught in a 30-minute time loop. And every second that you doubt me brings us all closer to death. Intruder alert. Shots fired. Want him locked down. Drive overload critical. Wait! Go, go, go! <laughs> Make yourselves at home. I have. Star Trek Discovery. New episode Sunday. All right, I should probably also say that if you've uh, if you haven't uh, if you have not seen Star Trek Discovery season one, do not listen. Do not listen. That you have been warned. Spoilers ahead. And I just played the trailer, uh, which I don't ever consider a spoiler because it's it's advertising for the show or the movie or whatever. So uh, there, if you you've been warned, I am going to talk about these episodes. So magic to make the sanest man go mad. This was the seventh episode of season one, first aired on October 29th, 2017, uh, directed by David Barrett, uh, written by Aaron uh, Coletti and Jesse Alexander. This is basically the Harry Mudd episode. Uh, we knew we were going to have Harry Mudd in Discovery uh, season one. Not a, it, We never got as much of Harry Mudd as I thought we were going to get. I thought he was going to become more uh, involved uh, but um, the, the point of this episode, or the um, premise of this episode, it says, uh, and, I, and I get most of this info off of the great uh, wiki page, uh, memory-alpha wiki. Uh, just search for memory-alpha, uh, and you will find it. Great, great Star Trek resource. If I've not mentioned them before, I'm sure I have. But um, So this one is described as, as the crew attempts to let loose at a party, uh, Harry Mudd triggers a time loop that repeatedly destroys the ship and kills the crew in an effort to learn the secret of the spore drive and sell the discovery to the Klingons. So um, Harry Mudd, the ever-resourceful Harry Mudd, get, gets um, gets this um, time device. It's a little thing that sits on his wrist. And, and basically what happens through this time loop situation is that um, each time things it, it's like different scenarios work themselves out and Burnham becomes key to like solving like what's going on. And, and, uh, and also so does, uh, so does a few of the others of, of the crew, uh, Stamets especially. And, uh, it's, it's a really good episode. I, I really like it a lot. I, I mean, I, 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 time travel episodes are for Trek are always fun. This one, I, 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 the 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 way different things work themselves out, uh, is is really cool. Uh, I just I don't know I don't want to say too much, and I don't have time to say too much. I'm thinking we have about a half hour to go through. What is it? Nine episodes. So what I, I can spend about five minutes, not even five minutes in each one. So, without any further ado, let's move on. Next, uh, next up, this episode ha has also a fairly long title and sort of a weird title. Si vis passum parabellum. I, I don't know if I'm saying that, uh, that that's Latinum, right? Yeah. Uh, lat Did I say Latinum? Oh, my gosh. That's Latin. <laughs> that's Latinum. Oh, Rico. Jeez. Okay. This one, uh, here is the trailer for the next episode, number eight, on uh, season one of Discovery. We Kelpians are born afraid. It's how we survive. My whole life have never known a moment without fear. Not one moment. Until now. 
about that time. Star Trek Discovery. New episode. Okay, see this passum parabellum, which which basically means if you want peace, prepare for war. The Latin um, phrase means that. Star Trek has a bit of a tradition of using Latin in, in episodes and titles and things. Not not, not a ton, but some. Uh, this was written by Kirsten Beyer, who's no longer with the show. Uh, but uh, And I think it's a good, well, well-written well episode, and uh, directed by John S. Scott. Uh, this was number 8, and first aired on November 5th, 2017. The, um, the basics of this episode is the Discovery is tasked with a high-priority mission to the planet Pavo, and to learn the science behind the Klingon's cloaking technology. And this is when they run into this um, this weird alien species, alien race that lives on the planet that's more or less like little uh, blue lights and whatever you want to call them. I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, this is a neat one. We learn a lot about uh, Saru in this episode and his you know his species and their, their fear. Uh, by the way, there is a... Um, if you still have CBS All Access going or you, when you re-sign up for watching Discovery, uh, there are four short treks. These are about 15-minute long episodes that they did that have been airing over the last couple of months. Uh, they just aired the last one, uh, which is a Harry Mudd episode, uh, which was fun. Uh, but there's there's the of the of I think it's the third one. The third one of the series focuses on Saru, um, which is interesting. Because really most of the rest of them, there's Tilly in the first episode, but it's not really too much of exactly a Tilly episode. I mean, she's in it a lot, but these have primarily not really involved the Discovery crew very much. Uh, but they did do one that focused on Saru and his people, which is very, um, it's good to watch because you get you get some background there. Uh, so watch those short treks when uh, when you get back on CBS All Access. Yeah, this episode though um, is good, and it's it's filmed on location uh, in a, in an area in Milton, Ontario. Uh, if you recall, they film uh, Discovery up in Canada in the Toronto area. They have sound stages there, so if they're doing anything location-wise, it's going to be in Canada somewhere, unless they really go somewhere far away. Uh, but um, I guess it was a very difficult uh, production shoot because, or off-site shoot because there was a lot of rain at the time and things. So, good episode though, very interesting, and uh, I liked it. Uh, and let's move to the next, which is here we go. Uh, this is the what they called the fall finale. This was the last episode before they took their little break uh, between the fall uh, last fall's uh, episodes of Discovery up through number nine, and then brought back six episodes. Um, in the, um, I guess, late winter, spring, or whatever time they aired. Uh, actually, it wasn't that late. It was in started in January, yeah. So they, uh, uh, so winter, um, not much of a break. They ended uh, this next one, Into the Forest I Go is called. Uh, that's the episode title. It aired on 11-12, and then they, they came back right after the new year on the on January 7th, so about a year ago. All right, let, is, let, us, uh, let me play for you, Into the Forest I Go. We're about to face the most difficult challenge we have ever attempted. No other crew would have a chance to pull this off. Let's give them a taste of what the Discovery's capable of. I thought Klingons were honorable. Prove your worth. I accept your challenge, human. We have to abort now. We don't run from a fight. Star Trek Discovery. Fall finale Sunday. 
All right, so this Into the Forest I Go, uh, this this episode was, again, the fall finale. Uh, that um, this is um, really, really, <laughs> this, this episode, I think, is my, actually maybe, uh, might be my favorite for season one of Discovery. This this kicked so much butt. It was great. Uh, so much fun to watch. Uh, I like the mud episode that we were just talking about a few minutes ago. I, I mean, I like all of uh, all of season one. I, th- I I've said a few times, several times, I think that that I think this is one of the best uh, first seasons of a Star Trek series, probably to me, you know, since the original series. I I, I just think they they did a great job. Uh, the people that say this is not Star Trek, this is just a different type of Star Trek. Not even really that different, in my opinion. And I've loved and watched Star Trek a very long time. I, I, I'm not saying that gives me any better authority on the subject or, or opinion. My Mine doesn't count any more than anyone else's, really. Although, it does count, I think, in a way that, that people who don't really watch much Star Trek, I'll, I'll give myself that much credit. But, the, um, but this episode is just so cool it's just the, the the whole thing that they do with discovery to destroy the uh, the ship all the jumps with the spore drive um but anyway let me back up a little bit uh this into the forest i go was episode nine of season one uh first aired on november 12th uh which actually is my wife's birthday uh 2017 uh and uh written by bo yon kim uh who i think is still with the show one of the writers erica lippelt and directed by chris byrne Basically, the, the, the premise of this, again, is, of course, Lorca, spoiler alert, we, we eventually learn pretty quickly uh, in, in the later episodes that Lorca is, and all he is, uh, we all think he is, and he's mirror Lorca, right? Uh, but, uh, but even then, I, I, I said this when the show was airing, uh, even before we learned that, I, I like this guy. I like this Lorca. He, he, he's, he's ruthless, and it's a wartime, you know? And, uh, and bless, and I, and I don't think it was completely truthfully ruthless, but um, I'm digressing a little bit. Uh, so the, the here we go. The the short premise sentence long thing here says, disobeying Starfleet's orders, Lorca plans to use the spore drive to discover the secret of the Klingon's cloaking device, destroying the sarcophagus ship and lead, leading the Federation to victory. So the, you know, the, the big problem with the Klingons, of course, was their, their cloak technology that they had. And so there's a sort of a very involved plan here that um, what Discovery has to do is get people on the Klingon ship along with, you know, keeping themselves alive and, and jumping around. And, and, and then while they're jumping... They're scanning the ship, basically. They're learning, uh, and they need to do this, like, what? what is it, 67 times? Something like that. I forget the exact number. I could look on the, the synopsis here on Memory um, memory Alpha about that. But uh, but it's it, it, to me, this is just like a kick butt, you know, pull out all the stops. Uh, I feel that there's a lot of, like, um, it, well, it's actually written in here. There, there's a lot of Battlestar Galactica, kind of, the new Battlestar Galactica, uh, feel to this episode. Uh, it's a very Adama kind of a, you know, tactics and maneuvers. So, uh, yeah, really very, very cool. Uh, just, uh, just, uh, it's fun. It's just a cool episode. And I, I, I really want to watch this one again right now. Uh, I think I, I want to, uh, I want to watch this one. Um, 
I, I've been working my way through some of season one again, but watching them kind of here and there. Uh, and uh, I do want to watch this one again. Just uh, I feel like it, uh, it, it it's kind of got a balance of terror feel to it from the original series. And the, the characters, the actors are all used very well. Uh, r- really, really cool stuff. Uh, so can't say enough good things about this episode. Uh, watch it again. Uh, sign up for CBS All Access. Uh, there's all kinds of discounts out there. And, you know, watch some of these episodes again before season uh, two comes up. And season two, they just released uh, some new stuff out there. They've been releasing it. I think they've been promoting it pretty good in a good way. There's a thing with um, Anson Mount uh, as um, Pike talking about playing Pike. Uh, there's some behind the scenes stuff. It just, man, I just can't get more excited for season two to come. I mean, we're going to get the enterprise. We're going to get Pike. We're, we're going to get, you know, this, this mystery of whatever they're trying to solve. We're going to get Spock. I, I mean, this is, this is a dream come true to me. <laughs> and, and for like people are, you know, oh, that's not Spock. That's not the enterprise. It doesn't look right. Da, 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 da. I'm like people, it's okay. It's okay. It's a little different. They're not ever, ever, ever going to make a show or a movie or anything really um, exactly like the original. I mean, it's just not, not, and I'm the biggest original series fan of all. So, or maybe not the biggest, but pretty far up there on the ladder. So it's, uh, but it's okay. This is, it's, it's, um, it's still true to the, the essence of it. So, all right, enough about that. On to next episode, which is after the fall finale, obviously. Obviously, see, but I'm not lying. Uh, this is episode 10, next up, uh, which is called Despite Yourself, uh, which seems like it should be a song, right? I think there is a song called Despite Yourself. So here we go with the trailer, uh, the short 30-second trailer to um, this episode 10 of Star Trek Discovery Season 1. Where the hell are we? Lieutenant Stamets is non-responsive. Tyler. You have to tell the captain. Did you want all of this to happen? You can't hurt me anymore. Red alert. Shields up. All right, so we, we come back from their, uh, their their short winter break that they had last year with episode 10, Despite Yourself, first aired on January 7th, 2018, written by Sean Cochran, directed by Jonathan Frakes, number one himself. Uh, this episode uh, is where we learn that, hey, guess what? We're now in the mirror universe, which at the time, I'll admit and say that I was like not I didn't really like the idea. I, I for for one simple reason the, the the fact that in the you know the canon, which I'm not a big canon type of guy, like quoting that, but you know the original Star Trek series, which this is supposed to be about ten years or so approximately before that, that was their first brush with the mirror universe. So Starfleet, um, you know. I don't like it when they do that kind of a thing that, you know, and I, all right, so there's a cover up and so they don't let anyone know about it or whatever. But um, why? 
right? Wouldn't you want to let your, your, you know, basically military slash, you know, explorers out there know about there's alternate universes? And although they don't get there the normal way, they don't get there in ways that, that, you know, the Enterprise did through their transporter accident in Mirror Mirror. But anyway, um, so I was kind of a little bit, eh, okay. But it, man, it works though. I have to, you know, hats off to them. Uh, th this all comes together and it all kind of brings everything um, and makes sense at this stage. So, and especially since the Discovery has this weirdo spore drive thingy, right? Uh, that lets weird stuff happen, I guess we'll call it. So, here's the synopsis briefly of this one with the Discovery spore drive taking them into the mirror universe and Lieutenant Stamets completely incapacitated. The, the crew discovers the horrors of the Terran Empire and must, must masquerade as their counterparts to find a way home. Lieutenant Tyler discovers there may be more to his post-traumatic stress disorder than just remembering torture at the hands of the Klingons. So, yeah, a ton of stuff happening here. I mean, we get Tilly to be Captain Tilly, you know, because it's learned that in the Mirror Universe, Discovery, she's Captain. Um, do we learn? I'm trying to remember if we learn in this one yet that that Lorca is is not our Lorca or, or he's a Mirror Lorca. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, so, um, it, you know, the, the last, uh, whatever it is, five, six episodes of Discovery all kind of all run together, right? It's, it's, it's Discovery has, um, just like other, other Trek series, it's not very much like the original series where most episodes were kind of standalone. There was no real ongoing thing, right? And, and, and TNG was kind of like that, although they later got into things that were a little bit of a, um, there were connecting stories and there was an arc and certainly Deep Space Nine did that with the war with the Cardassians and the Dominion and all that. Um, and, the, and so an enterprise did that too with, with, um, with their Zindi war and that. So, but discovery so far, we've only had one season, but, but the, you know, basically pretty much season one of discovery is like one ongoing storyline, right? The war with the Klingons. They flip over to the mirror universe and, you know, things, things continue episode to episode. It's not like, Hey, let's visit a planet. Let's explore this. Let's explore that. And I, and I, and I have to say, I kind of miss it a bit that we don't get more of that, more exploration, more standalone things. The, the doctor who series, uh, I'll make a comparison here too. I, they just showed the new year's special, which I really liked with the Daleks and we have the new female doctor who this season. I, I thought this season wasn't super strong, um, but they were pretty much standalone episodes. Uh, I, I like a blend of it. I, I like them to have, and X-Files used to have this issue too, where do you have a, a series show like, is everything connected? Is every episode just another chapter in the story? Or do you kind of branch out and have like, okay, let's have a standalone. The trouble with this and CBS streaming and standalone, I, I believe that that. There's probably some folks that think that an ongoing story keeps people more invested, right, than just one-shot episodes. But I, I you know, they, they and they kind of did that. I mean, the, the mud episode is kind of a bit of a standalone, I guess. Um, but um, and there were others that were a little bit, but but most had all connections to you know the story that was going on. I'm fine with it. I, I mean, if this is what they're doing, and it kind of looks like. The next season, season two, is, is going to be similar with this ongoing problem threat to the to the galaxy, uh, and Spock and these red, whatever they are out there that they show in the trailers, 
But um, but anyway, just sort of a, a side note, you know, with this ongoing story, I, I pointed it out because it becomes a little tricky for me to, uh, if I haven't just watched the episode, to remember exactly. And I'm flipping through the wiki here um, it, to, to know what um, exactly what was revealed in each of these, especially once they got to the Mirror Universe. Um, there, there are some really fun moments in this episode, though, with it, in this Despite Yourself episode really really great stuff <laughs> uh and I, I i would say i keep this this podcast pretty clean but there's some good tilly lines where she throws out some profanity and uh like there's this line she says let's not keep these these ass bleep uh waiting you know too much uh <laughs> so uh it's yeah it's always a, a really good time and a fun time when uh they deal with the mirror universe because these actors get to play like opposites of themselves somewhat right good for bad bad for good uh so that's got to be a kick when you're kind of a goody goody person to play a bad person or maybe a bad person playing a good person uh that's got to be a lot of fun for them and, you know, especially when shows go on for a while, you know, they did that in uh, several episodes of Deep Space Nine. And uh, we got some mirror side, you know, we got the um, got to see the mirror universe a bit in um, Enterprise as well. So. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, cool episode. Let's move on. I talked about that one a little longer. Uh, next up is the wolf inside. Every moment is a test. And everywhere I turn, there's fear. Can you continue to pretend to be one of them? Even as, little by little, it kills the person you really are. Maybe none of us really know what darkness is waiting inside. All right, so Wolf Inside, or The Wolf Inside, um... This episode was number 11. Uh, it or aired on January 14th, 2018, written by Lisa Randolph, directed by TJ Scott. Uh, so this episode, there's there's several things happening on. There's a meeting between uh, the Klingons. Is the Klingons, right? What am I trying to say? Uh, hang on, I'll get to that. Uh, the All right, let's go the brief synopsis. Still stranded in the mirror universe, Burnham must try to save the lives of a group of rebels whom she is ordered to destroy by the Terran Empire. Ah, that's that's who she meets, the rebel people with with Sarek there. Um, not Klingons, although there's a Klingon there too, I think. Uh, yes, there is. Uh, by the Terran Empire while maintaining her cover as her counterpart. Meanwhile, a growing terror within Lieutenant Tyler consumes him and threatens the chances of the Discovery returning home. So... <clears throat> Yeah, there's there's stuff with uh, Burnham, Tyler going on. She goes down to this planet. They do some uh, location shooting here again. Uh, Burnham goes down uh, with Tyler, and they try to negotiate with these people uh, on this um, planet. And they're uh, we we learn the big reveal of this again. Big spoiler alert that that uh, that Voke, good old Voke Klingon uh, from the early episodes. Um, that that's actually Ash Tyler. You know, they, they basically um, changed him into a, a human-looking person to infiltrate um, Starfleet. So, um, hey, huh. which most people saw that coming. There was a lot of things they dropped, a lot of hints, a lot of stuff going on. Um, the um, There's a lot of things happening here. 
Uh, here's a here's a weird little uh, point of this episode. This episode sets a record for the longest teaser in Star Trek history, which means the the opening scene before you get to the the, the credit uh, the credits of the of of Star Trek Discovery. It's that opening little scene, usually in in um, like the original series that was only ever usually a couple minutes long, two three minutes long. Um, most other Star Treks kind of followed that pattern more or less. It kind of sets things up, and then you go into the credits, and then you come back with Act One. Uh, this one, <laughs> the 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 start part, uh, the teaser, uh, so to speak, is 14 minutes and six seconds long. Which I, I, I've known other other shows that have done that kind of stuff. It always feels a little strange. And I always feel like they don't have to do that. Um, but, um, all right. So, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of things happening in this episode. To me, this was kind of a, uh, they were moving the plot along, the moving the storyline uh, along. Uh, and um, But I, th- th- this isn't a super big standout episode for me. Um, there's a, uh, you know, there's stuff. Let's just put it that way. So I'm going to leave it at that and move on quickly here to the next one, which is Vaulting Ambition, number 12. We've got four left to go. Vaulting Ambition, number 12 from season one. This feels like a reckoning. Your captain is dead. Emperor Georgia. She's a ghost. Haven't you ever been afraid of a ghost? Tyler is in distress. So be it. That is war. I'm gonna bow to you. I don't bow. You always tried to outsmart me, Michael. Why were you lying to me? So number twelve, vaulting ambition. This is a this is a super cool episode. I mean, we get um, we get Captain Giorgio or Emperor Giorgio back. Uh, in this case, uh, Michelle Yeoh is back. Um, this one is number. 12, like I said, it, it first aired January 21st, 2018, uh, written by Jordan Nardino, uh, directed by Hanel M. Culpepper. Uh, this is part of, of course, still the ongoing Mirror Universe arc. Uh, they um, they rendezvous, basically, the, the Discovery uh, connects up with this massive, uh, this massive ship, uh, the Charon. Is that how it's? Yeah, that's how you pronounce it. And, uh, this is, um, this is like the Imperials, you know, palace is on here. It's a weird, kind of weird looking design and shit, but the, the brief synopsis here is Burnham heads to the ISS Charon with a special gift for Emperor Giorgio. Uh, meanwhile, back on board the Discovery, Stamets gains clarity while trapped inside a mycelial network with his Terran counterpart. And Saru asks for Laurel's help to deal with Tyler. So Tyler, you know, is is going through a lot of problems. He's in sick bay, you know. Basically, the um, the situation of him being Volk uh, before and all that uh, is uh, is coming out in him, and uh, they have to do this procedure, you know, kind of on him, and they get Laurel to help. And then during all that that's going on, we uh, we connect up with uh, Giorgio. We Michael. Um, is basically more or less playing the role of her, her sort of apprentice, uh, her, her, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting. Again, you get to see these characters trying to play like their, their counterparts. Uh, the, um, 
the uh, the couple of points here I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out here is uh, that this is the shortest actually live action episode of any Star Trek series, clocking in at just 38 minutes. Wow, uh, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, I didn't realize that. I think they were all pretty much the same length. I didn't realize this one is good. I think the other ones are usually like 41 or 42. Most of them. The um, yeah, there's uh, other things happening here uh, with the the emperor. There's uh, we we start to learn a little bit more about the photosensitivity of the mirror universe peoples uh, because of um, that's been shown with uh, the mirror uh, Lorca. He's got uh, you know trouble with um, trouble with seeing in bright lights. Uh, so that that comes out a little bit more in this episode. This is a fun one, though. This is getting us set up kind of for the finale where we're getting um, getting to here in these last three episodes, especially the last couple. But uh, let's move on then to what's uh, what's past is prologue, episode 13. I'm living proof that fate is real. The strong and the capable will always rise. He does not control this ship. I do. Discovery is no longer Lorca's. She is ours. I'm responsible for forging my own path. We all are. Welcome home, Michael. All right, so we've got now uh, number 13. Uh, what's past is prologue. Uh, this episode written by Ted Sullivan. I like his writing. Uh, directed by Utundi Osanami. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. He's been on that Star Trek After Trek show. Uh, he's still with the show as well. Uh, this one is called Lorca plans to move forward with a coup against the Emperor, propelling Burnham to make a quick decision to save not only herself, but the US Dis USS Discovery. So this is the big one. This is the big reveal episode where we finally f officially completely learned that Lorca is Mira Lorca. He was on this... Uh, vessel in the mirror universe the Bur burnham bur not burnham burnham is the character Bor boron what was that episode boron boron the iss buran hottier ha can't talk today apologize b-u-r-a-n boron buran how do they say it buran boron okay so uh but uh so he was beaming up and during the iron storm and then ended up switching places with his counterpart so the the um you know, Jason Isaacs, he, you know, he, he's fantastic as Lorca in this. Uh, but what um, what that would kind of mean to you that the original Terran, you know, our, not Terran, uh, what am I trying to say? Our prime universe, Lorca, got beamed over to the mirror universe, right? So the the story is that he was killed. They, they all thought the mirror universe over there was uh, mirror universe, which was really the not mirror universe Lorca. Are you with me still? Um, was killed. My point point is is that uh, you know there's this possibility that Lorca from um, the the Prime Universe might still have survived somehow and might somehow make his way back to our Prime Universe, which would allow Jason Isaac to come back, which I would love because I think there's a lot that you could do with that, right? You know, they would be sort of like people would be a little weird and suspicious of him, and how being over in the Mirror Universe for a period of time has affected him. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. I don't think we'll probably, I'd be surprised if we see that in season two happen, but I would love it if it happens at some point. So, but, but this is basically, uh, with Lorca, Mirror Lorca trying to, um, uh, 
figure out a way to uh, to get control uh, uh, and take over from the Emperor to kill her and take over. He's trying to form sort of an alliance with Burnham and uh, kind of offers basically to say, you know, stay here, work with me. Um, you know, we could do great things together. And yeah, she's not probably going to go for that. So, all right, let's go to the next. We've got two more to do here. And uh, I uh, hope this has been fun so far, folks. And I know I'm plowing through these, but I wanted to kind of just kind of give an overview again of, of these these cool episodes before, again, in two weeks, we have less than two weeks for Discovery to come back. So next up, The War Without, The War Within, episode 14. Vessel is approaching, sir. Incoming transporter signature. We're being boarded. Admiral. 20% Federation space has been occupied. We lost one third of our fleet. I started this war, and I need to finish it. Starfleet tactics have failed us. What if I could show you how to bring them to their knees? Your people slaughter innocents. How does this war end? It doesn't. Yes. Yeah, so, so the last episode before this one, uh, you know, was sort of the finale for the Mirror Universe. Lorca, Mirror Lorca gets killed. Um, the, um, the, the way that it works out at the very end is that, uh, the, uh, mirror universe, Giorgio, uh, grabs onto Burnham or Burnham, you know, Burnham grabs her. Actually, she's trying to go, go out on a blaze of glory, right? And Burnham grabs her, brings her over. They beam out, uh, of that ship and then they get, Discovery gets their way back to the prime, uh, universe. <clears throat> and then that leaves us with two episodes left, 14 and 15 to, to finish off and settle this Klingon war thing. Uh, this episode, The War Without, The War Within, number 14, uh, first aired February 4th, 2018, uh, written by Lisa Randolph, directed by David Solomon. Uh, this episode, when they come back, they realize time has elapsed. There's been, uh, what is it, what do they say? It's been a couple of months, uh, oh, nine months uh, or something. No, not nine months. They've been gone. I'm trying to read here. Da, 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 da. Nine months since the war started. Uh, but um, but they've been gone for a while. So back on the USS Discovery, Michael Burnham and the crew are faced with the harsh reality of the war during their absence. In order to move forward, Starfleet must use unconventional tactics and sources to take their next action against the Klingons. So the, um, yeah, there's a, a ton of stuff going on. And, and this is sort of the setup to what happens in the finale. Um, the... Uh, Cornwell, Admiral Cornwell comes aboard when the when they come back to our universe. Uh, she's shocked at, at what she learns about the Mirror Lorca. Uh, yeah, I guess it has been nine months because she says she had seen the discovery was destroyed nine months prior to that. And Saru explains that was not their discovery; it was the ISS discovery. Uh, and and they think again the real Lorca is dead. But you know anything can happen. Shuttles can get out, escape pods, tons of things. Beam, beam outs, whatever. Uh, and then they're, they're pretty much trying to work with um, Laurel and, and, and work together to, uh, to bring this war to an end. And I, I like the, what we're setting up here. I like they end up you know, putting Laurel eventually in, in uh, a position of power. Uh, and uh, it, it's a good, a good you know, way to set up the finale. The uh, Starfleet classifies all the information in the mirror universe, uh, and you know, so let's lock that down because boy, you know, 
We can't even let the people in Starfleet know about this stuff. I mean, I get, you know, governments, not governments, well, governments and organizations have to, like, keep secrets, but not within their own organization. Should they do that? Don't you think people should know? It's a bit of a stretch, but this is how they get to play in these these things. So let's get on to the last episode, season one of Discovery. Will you take my hand? Question mark. The only way to defeat fear is to tell it no. No, we will not allow desperation to destroy the path to righteousness. No, we will not break the rules that protect us from our basest instincts. The Klingons are on the verge of wiping out the Federation. We do not have the luxury of principle. That is all we have. So we finally get to season one finale. Uh, this episode again, will you take my head? Question mark. It's a really interesting finale, I think. Uh, it's not what I would have maybe expected. It's a little bit in a way lower key than like the fall finale was with all the, you know, Discovery jumping around. But I think it works pretty well uh, overall. Um, you know, they're back in the Miri or they're back from the Mirror Universe to the main universe. They put Mirror Giorgio in command of Discovery, which seemed crazy and weird to me, but they're desperate. And she says she has a plan to, um, to to end the Klingons basically and stop them. This is again number fifteen, first aired February eleventh, twenty eighteen. Uh, final episode, season one, written by Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harberts. Uh, story by Akiva Goldsman, Gretchen Berg, and Aaron Harberts. Uh, directed by Akiva Goldsman. Uh, the um, should be pointed out that Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harberts are no longer with the show. There were some th- problems, things happening behind the scenes, and they're gone. They were pretty. Uh, Pretty instrumental in season one, so um, we'll see how season two works without them. I, I'm sure it'll be fine. They've got some good people in there. Um, so, what what the the basics of this episode revolve around are? Giorgio says that they can destroy the the Klingon homeworld, Konos, Konos, Konos. How do you say that? Q O N O S. And using this, what do they call it? A hydro bomb? Wasn't it something like that? Uh, and <clears throat> so they go to this, um, they go to the planet, uh, take discovery there. And in, well, Giorgio, sorry, um, Burnham is not a, fa- a fan of this idea. And, and this kind of brings us full circle with Bur- Burnham's character arc where, where she, um, you know, in the early episodes where she kind of mutinies and, and, and does some things, she, she is, um, she is all about surviving. She doesn't care what the cost is. You know, I'll, I'll blow up the Klingons. I'll destroy the Klingons. I'd even destroy the Klingon homeworld to survive. But the, the twist and the switcheroo here a little bit is that, um, Admiral Corn, Cornwell and, and Burnham kind of argue about, you know, Cornwell's like, well, you know, we've got to do this. We've got to drop this basically bomb and, and destroy the Klingon homeworld. And, 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 you know, Burnham is arguing for, no, we need to find a better, another way. We don't do that. And, uh, I think that's interesting. So, so they, there, there's things that happen, struggles, da, 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 da. And it, eventually they get this detonator thing away. The bombs down there, they get the detonator away from Giorgio and basically give it to Laurel. And she more or less, <laughs> She more or less takes over the Klingon Empire uh, with a threat. Like, um, you guys are going to stand down from from your war with um, the Federation. 
in Starfleet. And I'm in charge. And if you don't like that, I'll blow this place up. <laughs> now, how long would that work? Like, they're not really happy about it, but, y you know, you don't walk around with that little switch in your hand all day, right? I, I, I guess you have to sort of accept that the Klingons have this, like, kind of code a bit and, and that if she gets them and and wins them that way that they have to sort of honor her with like well you've you've tricked us you've beat us whatever and you're in charge now i mean they're gonna there's gonna certainly be klingons and laurel that's already been talked about they've shown some behind the scenes stuff for season two uh they've even changed the klingon makeup again a little bit um but um so there's certainly going to be some klingon stuff going on in um the second season. So we'll see how that's worked out for Laurel, how well she's doing as, as you know, the head of the Klingons and if there's unrest and, and, and things. Uh, but, um, and so this, this, uh, the end of this episode, I, I like the fact that we don't just get to like some massive space battle conclusion and, and that we get some, we get a little bit of breathing room at the end of this for a few things to happen. Uh, uh people say goodbye. Um, Ash Tyler takes off. He leaves, leaves with Laurel, goes, goes off with her and the Klingons. Giorgio goes off, you know, into some kind of weird, you know, she's become like a spy or something, uh, which she's obviously, they've been showing her a little bit in the previews for season two. So she's back, uh, mirror Giorgio. And, um, and then uh, two, two really cool things in this episode. One, I love the Burnham speech uh, at the end uh, with where they're being sort of honored uh, and she talks about what Starfleet means. I played that clip, I think, on the on the show here when we were talking about um, talking about Discovery, you know, one of the podcasts about Discovery. So I won't play it again, but the um, that's great. But then the very end of this episode, uh, <laughs> Discovery's going out, you know, flying out there. I think they say they're heading to Vulcan uh, to to pick up the new captain of Discovery. They they haven't given that command to Saru or even Burnham. Um, they're supposed to be heading to pick up a captain. And then all of a sudden they get in intercepted in space by another Starfleet vessel. And it happens to be the USS Enterprise, Constitution, <laughs> Constitution class USS Enterprise. And, and then lo and behold, um, what's that all about? Right. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't say much in the, in the, in the finale. And we all know from what we've been seeing in these trailers, Pike's going to come aboard discovery. Pike's going to take command of discovery. And we get to see some uniforms, but boy, I'm just dying to see if we see much much of the the Enterprise, as in the interior of the Enterprise. I mean, if it's just like the original series, but kind of jazzed up, but still sort of feels like it. Oh my gosh, that's just going to be uh, so cool <laughs> if if they've built a uh, they've kept it under wraps. I have to say, you know, in this day and age where every preview seems to show you way too much. I don't, except for some of the uniforms, we see the the uh, the Enterprise's uniforms are close to the original series. I mean, they still have the bright colors, the blue, the gold, the red. Uh, there's been different things. We've seen Burnham in a, in a kind of the good old uh, TOS style miniskirt type of uniform, um, a, a, a version of that in a blue one, I think, um, because she's more of more in the science area. So uh, the, uh, but if we get to see some of Enterprise, uh, I'm just going to be like drooling in a couple of weeks if that happens. I, I sure hope so. I, I would I would feel kind of I would have to say I, I, I would I would feel a bit cheated if they brought the Enterprise in. We see these characters. We're going to see Spock, Pike. Um, maybe we'll bump into some others people 
But um, if we don't get to see the inside of that enterprise, oh, guys, please, please. It may not happen, you know, for a while. Maybe it won't happen in the first episode, but um, that would probably be the most likely time, though, for it to happen. If, if uh, I mean, I, I think they they kind of make it look like Pike comes over to the Discovery for first because he says, hey, I'm here to take command. This is kind of awkward. But uh, and I like his attitude. I like that Pike is kind of like a fun. He, he feel he, he seems like a little bit of a fun loving um guy honestly he seems much more less grim than jeffrey hunter did in the original series in the menagerie episode uh, so um which should have already happened in this timeline uh i you know that was supposed to be basically 11 years ago uh so it should have already happened for them uh but uh anyway all right so that is my very quick look <laughs> what was it nine i covered nine in in an hour about or less so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I did. Uh, it, it's gotten me even more excited for season two, and uh, we we've it's it's just so nice to have Trek back, and and I'm so just darn tired of of people still having to pound the drum. I mean, we're getting season two. The show is doing well. It's not going away. So either if you don't like it, perfectly fine, walk away. Uh, but let us the fans that are enjoying it, and I truly believe there's many 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 more people enjoying this show that are not than the ones that are like eh, it's not star trek you know uh to you people that's what i say there i that's very uh that's a very uh appropriate comment i think so um that's it folks um i'm just gonna slide right into the, the you know goodbye here i think uh, not a long goodbye, but until next time, as they say, next week should be a guest cast. Might be a, I might throw a repeat episode in, possibly. Uh, I've been thinking about doing that a little bit more in 2019. Doing some, I mean, when you have like you know 13 plus years of podcasts, 700 plus podcasts, we could we could probably pull out something. Maybe I'll pull out something really old from the past. So next week will be something like that. Um, the plan in two weeks is to get together our pull up our uh, Skype crew, uh, the Skype uh, Trek crew, you know, some of the Anomaly ladies and and, and, and Brian and, and Rick Pete and, and Moyer and all, whoever else wants to join in, uh, Pete, you know, uh, Chris, you know, whatever, whoever we can scrounge together after episode one of season two airs, which will be um, the weekend of the, like, uh, two weeks out is like the weekend of the 19th and 20th of January. So we can get together, talk a little bit about season two, what we like so far in the, in the first episode, what we're excited for and uh, just have a fun Skype cast. So that's in a couple of weeks on Treks in sci-fi. Uh, one last thing, folks, if you enjoy the show, please go over to patreon.com forward slash Treks in sci-fi sign up for maybe a dollar to a month. Um, we had someone else uh, sign up recently. I appreciate you. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you guys, that's great. I love the people that do that. You guys are fantastic. Uh, and uh, it, I try to. I do the same. I, 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 you know, if I enjoy a podcast, like there's a comic book podcast, iFanboy, I donate to them each month. Um, it just helps. Helps. I, I, I helps your equipment. Helps to cut the costs on the uh, the, the hosting fees, uh, equipment that I need to buy, computer software, movie making things. All kinds of stuff, visits to conventions, and just, you know, there's a lot of things that goes into um, 
doing a podcast, especially on your own. So uh, any little bit helps, folks. And if you enjoy it, uh, I I appreciate that. So take care, everyone. Uh, I will be back in a couple of weeks. Next week, again, will be a guest show or a repeat. Uh, And uh, watch some Discovery. Watch some Season 1 again. Get pumped up for Season 2. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I'm, I'm really excited. And Orville is back too, by the way, uh, like you guys probably don't know. Although I thought the first couple of ep- episodes of Orville were a little weird. <laughs> I just, uh, I like the show, but the first couple uh, were just kind of strange to me. So, uh, but it's, it's, it, it has, it, it certainly feels like a Trek-like show. I mean, it, gosh, it looks just like, <laughs> looks like, just like Next Generation to me every time I watch it. So, uh, all right, folks. Take care out there. Uh, Hopefully the weather isn't too bad wherever you happen to be. Not bad in Michigan. We've had amazingly very little to no snow. I I don't even want to say it out loud, but this winter so far, I mean, we're we're just in early January, so there's still a bit. We've got probably two, three months to go of good winter left. Cold, although we've had some warmer days. We've been into the like 40s, which for winter in Michigan is amazing. We almost hit 50, I think, the other day, uh, which is unheard of. So um, there, there's your weather report at the end of the podcast, not at the beginning. What do you know? All right. <laughs> I was a little bit goofy, a little tired today. I hope it was fun. Uh, maybe it's better even that way. I, I feel like I'm a little looser. So uh, maybe we need to do some day drinking. Like I was watching something the other day, day drink. Uh, oh, it was the Orville. Yeah, it was on the last episode of the Orville. Uh, I think it was the captain and uh, his first officer, uh, uh, Kelly, you know, uh, and Mercer, they were like sitting there in his ready room talking about something and, and, you know, things were kind of stressful and, and difficult. And she's like, how, how about a little, you know, how about a day drink, you know, like have a drink in the middle of the day. I'm not much of a drinker actually. So that doesn't work for me. A, a beer now and then I'm lucky if I have a beer, um, beer to a month, one beer to a month is it. So, all right, I'm rambling. Bye guys. Take care. Bye guys and gals, guys and gals. What am I from the fifties? Uh, no, I'm not. All right. Bye folks. This has been a Rico Dusty podcast production.